Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. And I'm Grace Duffy, and this is the show that keeps you up to date in the world of social media. There's business coaching. There's counseling. There's mentors, group masterminds, uh, lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. All of them promise to help you uh, develop your abilities to deal with life's challenges, accomplish your goals, build accountability. But which one do you need to help you grow your business or become more skilled in your career? Which avenue is right for you? And today we have to help answer these questions and more. We've invited Anthony Witt, who just so happens to be a business coach, certified therapist, and member of my personal mastermind group. He's going to join us on the show today to answer all your questions. Anthony, how are you doing, my friend? I'm so excited to have you here. I'm doing fantastic. Excited to be here. Excited to uh, to have this conversation chat with you guys today. Yeah. So if you guys don't know Anthony and you, you're going to fall in love with him today, um, you really should. He is the co-founder of Wit House Counseling, and this agency started with his wife and has now grown to become a multi-state operation. Anthony is a serial entrepreneur. I, believe me, he is because he's been in my mastermind for over five years. Starting, he's, he started managing and selling multiple businesses through and through his years of experience as an entrepreneur and a therapist. Anthony has developed a unique skill and understanding of what it means to run a business. Because of this, he focuses his time on helping business owners and entrepreneurs from a psychological and therapeutic standpoint to live a life of rhythm amidst the chaos. Uh, and I will uh, 100% give Anthony a ton of credit because he really is uh, living and breathing all those things in his bio. So I'm so excited to have him. So, Anthony, I have a question. What came first? Were you counseling or coaching, or did they evolve uh, together? Great. They time? they evolved, yes. Uh, but for me, it was coaching first. Um, I so I am married to a wonderful woman, and she's a therapist. And I said, therapy is the stupidest thing ever. Why would you go into that field? Uh, you know, back twenty years ago. And was that your first date? <laughs> it was not our first date. Um, <laughs> it was not our first date. But I did. I was like. Yeah, you don't need to go to school for that. That's a dumb thing. You, you know, um, I'm not even answering your question, but that's how eventually I got to therapy was mm -hmm. because I said the, the short story is coaches that I knew were saying, ooh, you got some anxiety. You should go see a therapist or you seem like you're depressed. You should see a therapist. And I don't disagree with that sentiment. But my thought was, are we helping these people? Or are we just sending them to different places? Yeah. And so yeah. I started to kind of work into that side from the coaching, from the consulting coaching side saying, let's treat the whole person. Let's try to treat the whole person. So that's how it, it went coaching then into therapy. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, before we get starting the show, I want to do a big shout out to my friends over on e uh, on Ecamm. They help make this show possible. They are sponsored of the show. They have some really cool stuff coming out uh, right now where they're talking about, you know, Ecamm Simplified, where they're walking through like the product uh, to help you learn about Ecamm, how to do live streaming, set up your microphone, all that kind of stuff. You can find out more at Ecamm.tv forward slash simple. That's Ecamm.tv forward slash simple. And we would 
would love it if you guys would go and also just check them out over at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam. It's a wonderful tool. We're going to be talking about that in the, uh, some upcoming shows because of some of the new things that they have out. But uh, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam. So. This is Grace's show, by the way. She so <laughs> wanted this show. Uh, not that she needs the counseling or, or therapy or anything, but she is really, uh, she's seen all this, like uh, I'm sure a lot of you have across the interwebs. Everybody seems to be having a coaching program or something like that. And uh, there's a lot of confusion running around it. So, uh, Grace, I'll let you just kick it off right away. Absolutely. Well, we're going to start off with the question of what is coaching? And what we're talking about here is business coaching. There's a lot of different kinds of coaching out there. There's sports coaching. My son, who's a sophomore in high school right now, has a math coach. But we're talking about business coaching. And there are so many different people claiming to be a coach right now, whether that's a writing coach, a, you know, a coach. There's a lot of coaches that specifically work with like male entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs, everything in between. And as someone who is active on social media and who follows a lot of content about entrepreneurship, I've probably seen a coach for nearly everything. So I wanted to know, Anthony, like, why is that? And why, what has made this such a growing industry? Even this morning, as I was prepping for the show, I was seeing countless in countless Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups that I'm in, like people talking about coaching, it just seems to be a hot topic right now. So I think there's at least two answers to this question. And the first is financially. Anybody can yeah. be a coach. I mean, we can get into, we'll get into that, I think later on, but I can make money being a coach. It, I don't need, I don't need uh, a brick and mortar store necessarily, especially if I'm coming to you or I'm doing virtual, right? So the barrier to entry is fairly low. Um, I don't need a whole bunch of widgets that I'm making or handing out to people. So I don't have a huge amount of overhead. I mean, there's money to be made in coaching. I think that's definitely one of the reasons. Um, and there's problems <laughs> and there's problems. <laughs> I believe a, a big part of the, the issue with the problems is, is psychological. Mm -hmm. which is, or, or I would call it psychological, but there's psychological issues that are things that are happening in society today and not necessarily like today on April 22nd, 2022 or whatever the date is, but there's, there's a shift towards isolation and that shift towards isolation pushes towards the breakdown of relationships and the breakdown of relationships pushes towards the need for help. And that need for help increases the potential for stuff like business coaching. So, it doesn't really matter um, what that breakdown is. Actually, what I thought of, I was thinking about this. The first thing I thought of is the, the reason that coaching is increasing, aside from what I just said financially and some of the breakdowns, is because we have this need for connection. It actually makes me think of, I'm not going to get into psychology like I'm a psychology teacher here, but it, it's Maslow's, Abraham Maslow's he's a hierarchy of needs. He says, we need these lower things and these things stack up some of the mid to lower range things are falling apart as our relationships are strained. And I personally think it has to do with technology and a couple other things as research says, but we need the connection. Coaches offer that in a good way, in a positive way. Um, so I think that's where you see the explosion to answer, to get to your question. There's no, money to be made in the need. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, sorry. We have, I think no, we have a no, little bit of an audio delay. I apologize. <laughs> so Ian has two, Ian, our friend Ian Anderson Gray has two comments. I want to highlight both of them together. He says that uh, people think that you need to have reached rock 
bottom before you need coaching or therapy. I think that's that's often the the view that we that is put forth is that people have to reach this like catastrophic level before they maybe would be get help. And he says maybe it would have been better to get help earlier. What do you think? And then I, I'm gonna do his second question here too in parallel to that so there are so many different coaches what kind of coach like life coach money mindset coach mindset coach and he asks where do you start so i guess the two questions there to summarize is how do you know when it's time to begin and then where do you start uh i think it was jeff you read a com read a comment from somewhere at the beginning i think everybody should have a coach i, I tend to believe that sentiment and if you don't have a coach, which I think a topic we're going to get in later on today, you should have a mastermind group. So the answer to the first question is, yeah, you don't need it at rock bottom. And the truth is a lot of times it's not, you don't need a coach when you're at rock bottom. You need a therapist first because you're bleeding so much and you're so dismantled that you probably need a therapist first. Um, so answer the first question, I think everybody could use a coach and that's a, like a, almost think of that as like a cliche way to say it. The second question is actually probably the more important question is like, what type of coach, what type of coach should I get? And this goes into my opinion, into what is it that you need? The problem I see, and I know you're not asking me what the problem is, but the problem I see is people don't know themselves enough to know what it is that they need or what their problems are to figure out what type of coach they need to hire. So basically I said, people don't understand what the heck the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> that's where a therapist might help. But so do I need a life coach? Do I need a financial coach? And I can't remember the other things that he mentioned, but it all depends on where you are. I tend to move towards coaches that are specific, not because they're the expert in that industry, but because they're focusing on that part of that thing for me. Mm. Gotcha. So, so uh, I want to bring up a comment over on LinkedIn from Melody Johnson. She goes, uh, th therapy and coaching can be so deeply impactful. And she, she uh, goes ahead and kind of separates the two. But another thing I think a lot of people um, struggle with or, or we need to kind of define what how does coaching compare to mentorship is coaching the new mentorship or is it is it something different? Are they used interchangeably? How would you define those two, Anthony? I would say they are not the same. Um, okay. It might be the new thing, but that's because mentorship is falling out of vogue. And I say that's actually probably a detriment because a mentor, what a mentor does is a mentor is someone of wisdom, someone that has a bunch of knowledge. They're an expert in the industry. A coach doesn't need to be that because that's not what a coach's job is. A coach's job is to help you get to where you want to be to help you get to the place you want to be, help craft plans and designs on that specific topic, whether it's financial, life, whatever the topic might be. A mentor gives you the ability to learn and grow wisdom in a specific field, but also with life, right? So right now in my life, I have a coach, I have a mentor, and I have mastermind groups. I don't always have those things. Right now in my life, I need an expert in this in this field that I'm in. So I have a I have a mentor that has done every has been in every major segment of psychology and counseling for the last almost 60 years. He's not my coach. But I come to him with so many questions and he can just he can just I can say, you know, blue and it'll go on on blue for an hour. Right? 
on that subject. And so he's a, he's a mentor in the fact that he's giving me wisdom. I come to him, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And so he gives me all this wisdom based knowledge where a coach on the other hand, he doesn't need that because that's not what the co- job is coach. The coach's job is, excuse me. And so I do think that people are looking at it that way. And I think that's a detriment to mentors. The other thing is quite often, not always, quite often mentors aren't, aren't paid. And if they are paid, it's not necessarily about the financial transaction like it is with coaching. The financial transaction with coaching is actually both a, a positive and a negative. It's a positive in the fact that I'm paying for this. So I'm going to do what that person tells me to, or I'm going to get rid of them. Or I'm going to be forward on the mentor side. Like I said, sometimes there is financial transaction, but it's not about the financial transaction. It's about the wisdom transaction. So I think they're different. I think they should be different. And I don't think you always need both. So how do you find a mentor? Because uh, you answered Ian's question. He says, I've always been confused about what a mentor is. I I have too, I think, because I think that term has gotten changed, uh, evolved or changed over the last, uh, within my lifetime. And then uh, he says that I've always thought a mentor did this for free and a coach usually charges, which you answered. But I guess that leads me, like, you know, if you're looking for someone to give you all of this time and wisdom and spend, really invest in you and it's free, how do you find that? <laughs> I, I can tell you how I have found it. Okay. Um, and actually, I'll give you. So I was watching. I don't know what it was. It must have been Instagram or something like that. This is a social media, right? So I'll I'll give a social <laughs> media. Uh, I'll act like I know something about social media. Um, in some some little kid walked up to uh, Denzel Washington. You know, it was like a five ten second clip, and he said, "Hey, I want I want to. I think he said I want to study under you." Is what this little kid. I mean, like a. I say little kid. He probably was you know between fifteen and twenty. So I guess he wasn't little. Um, and what he was trying to do was work underneath him. He was trying to gain his wisdom. And so whether or not that person ended up paying or not, it doesn't really matter what, what this person did is he went to the expert and that's what I've done. I found people that I know are the right people because I've listened to them. I've, I've paid attention to them. I hear what they have to say. Um, I've went to their speeches, whatever the case may be. And I'm also looking for that person. So when I hear those things, I'm thinking, hmm, I'd like to get a little bit more information on that. And then I outright go up and ask them. Like my current mentor, um, it's funny that we're talking about him because he's literally on the other side of this wall. (laughs) Um, Right. We're not normally here together. Um, We share an office space. And that's actually how I did it. I said, hey, I want to learn from you. I want to learn under you. You know, um, and I'm doing some things actually for him that is a a benefit to him it's really to be honest with you like no sweat off my back because it's really easy stuff for me because i'm of a lower generation right a younger generation and so i just literally have gone up to people and said i want to learn from you um i know i have other friends who have done that where it's completely transactional where they're retired maybe they had 40 years in an industry or in a specific area and they got that and they're like man, I'd love to share my wisdom with someone, but no one's asking for it. And they, some people, you know, like Fortune 500 type people, they will go to coffee with them every single week for free because they just want to get out there. Um, so I think my answer to that question is, is determine what it is or who you want to learn from and ask. It would be a starting point. That's a good answer. It's very direct. 
I was just picturing yeah. myself going around, around looking for ex- bil- <laughs> retired billionaires to hang out with, <laughs> which is a whole other well, show, by the way. <laughs> that's called stocking race. That's a different I think story. It can, bu- it can be a building block too, right? So let's say I yeah. want to learn from. I mean, let's let's pick someone in 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 like like I don't know why this is coming to mind, but like like Musk, right? Like I want to yeah. learn from Musk. Well, you might not start with Musk. You might want to start with several levels down. And you might work your way up because the interesting part is the person that's been in whatever that industry is or whatever that sector is, they also know people that are above them. Yeah. And so it can be a stepping stone process to, to move up with mentorship. Um, we're going to get into this, I think, because masterminds are one of our topics, but this is actually what I do with masterminds too. I found a mastermind that I wanted to be a part of and I went to the leader and said, I value I appreciate who you are. And then I add some value, right? I said, Hey, this thing looks like you could use some help with this. I'd love to help you with this. And he was shocked. It was super simple. It was actually social media, which I know hardly anything about. And I helped him with it a little bit. And that gave me the in to be able to, to, to add value to him in the process. And that got me into the door. So I think that's interesting when you talk about going and offering help and stuff. So I can go back to my beginning business journey is back on, and I'm, Dustin Stout's probably here, and he I always talk about Google Plus. Back in the day, Google Plus, I just started making comments, uh, thoughtful comments, not like, you know, just stupid things. Like underneath when Peg, would put, Peg Fitzpatrick would post something, who she ran social for Guy Kawasaki, who's kind of the big deal. And so that eventually led to like me, hey, let me do this video for you. I did a video, you know, and stuff like that. Well, you know, five, 10 years down, now I'm working for Guy Kawasaki producing his podcast. I mean, so what you're saying, those level up kind of stuff, it really does work and offering to help people. And I, I did not, that wasn't part of my master plan to eventually work for Guy Kawasaki and produce his podcast. Not a thought. It was just being helpful. And then when the opportunities continue to evolve, I would say, yes, I can do that. Even though I didn't know anything you say, yes, even when you don't know how to do anything. Well, so here's where I struggled with this. Right. And I've learned this and we could, I could do, man, I could do a whole show on how I ended up with some pieces of real estate that I've ended up with. And Jeff, I know you and I have talked about it. All I've done is solve the problem. Mm-hmm. What is the, everybody has a problem. Everybody has a problem. Elon Musk has a problem or whoever you want to talk. They all have problems. Can you solve one of their problems? The issue for most people is I don't know what their problem is. Yeah. I can't see their problem. And that might be the case. So what I encourage people to do is, are you looking and are you continuing to look? Cause if I say, Hey, I want to be a mentor of Jeff today. And I say, Hmm, he doesn't have any problems. He's got a super sweet background in his thing. And he's got a sweet beard. Like, how am I going to help him? I don't know what to do. I guess he can't be my mentor. No, keep paying attention and keep listening. Eventually you'll, you'll be interested. I was listening to a super high actor lately on, again, I think it was Instagram and I heard in his voice and what he was doing, I heard him, I heard problems, like direct problems. I, I bet you 90, man, 99.9% of people did not hear the problems that he said because I was mm-hmm. listening for problems. Mm-hmm. And so when you listen for problems, you can start then solving the problems for the people or, and, and it doesn't mean you solve it. It might be, hey, I know the person that can solve that problem for you. So then what are you? You're the connector. You're st- still a problem solver. Mm-hmm. You're still entering yourself into the person's life. 
Very cool. All right. Wow, we, this is this is getting deep and this a lot of great deep. questions. This is really good. So, Grace, ask your question. The next question yeah, because I know, a, you, yeah, yeah. I wanted to start with like, well, Martin dropped this comment, so I want to acknowledge it. He says, "Unfortunately, anyone can hang their shingle out and call themselves a coach." And so, when searching for a coach, uh, the question is, is you know, searching for a coach, what should we be looking for? Because almost every profession out there requires some sort of certification, whether you're a teacher, plumber, engineer. There's a there's a certification you have to do. They're defined in specific degrees if you want to get into law or medicine or counseling because you're responsible for people's lives and their health. And then you even need credentials to go into something like finance or real estate because you're managing people's money. But what does it take to become a coach? Is there a training or a licensing or even a certification required that's, that before you can even call yourself a coach? Is there some sort of way... I think like people look to outside organizations for that, that uh, assurance that this person has been vetted, they know what they do, you know, I'm not going to be led astray. And I think that's a big fear is that people don't want to be led astray. And they want to know, they want to know where to put their trust. So I'm going to give a story and then I'll, I'll, I'll back it up a little bit. So I am, I'm a, I'm a, um, I think the shortest way to answer is I'm a part owner in a in a detail car detailing shop and um, mostly I'm, I'm I, I sit on the board kind of as a mentor at the top and we were talking about developing the company's name is is Midwest best detail it's in the Midwest super simple, super simple name right and we were we we're we're in the process of developing and we've done gone to this mobile platform where we have fans and so we are developing what we call the Midwest Best Certification. So detail certification, detailing cars, right? Cleaning cars. We made it up. Like it means nothing. All it means is that you can do what we want you to do the way that we want you to do it. There is a lot of how the coaching industry works. Now, not all of it. So hold out on a second before the coaches get mad at me. But that's how a lot of it works. If I want to certify coaches, I can certify coaches in the Anthony Woods uh, Therapeutic Certified Coaching uh, Certificate. And there's really not much that anybody can do to stop me. Now, what happens is, is, is it valuable? Does it hold any value? You know, John Maxwell has coaching certifications. Um, Dr. Amen from the Psychological Amy Clinics has certifications. Are they valuable? I don't know. Maybe. Um, people have certifications in coaching. And one of the issues with coaching, I'm not sure if I'm even answering the question. One of the issues with coaching becomes who's regulating the certification. Mm. And so part of the question becomes the difference between licensing and coaching. Licensing is typically regulated by a governing body that holds all of those things. And most of the cases in licensing, it's regulated. It has some type of governmental regulation, right? So you have to do these things in this way for this manner. And there's a board, you know, a board, a board licensed and certified doctor. That's who you want to go see. Why? Because they're held to a set of standards. Now, the short answer is, in my opinion, is coaching in its business coaching or life coaching in their infancy doesn't have that yet. I'll mm. give you another example. I am a certified anger management specialist. It's a psychology certification, actually. What does that mean? It means absolutely nothing. 
But when I take that to the legal court system and say, hey, I'm an anger management specialist. If you need anybody that needs that stuff, go ahead and send them to me. They send me people all the time, all the time. What it means is I went through a course, I sat down, I did these things. So there's a lot of these industries that are attempting to set regulation and they don't have any. And so in licensing, I have to get CEUs, I have to do so much continuing education and I have to be certified. Some coaching programs have the same thing, but those CEUs are only really there so that you can continue to use their program or continue to use their messaging system. Um, I'll even go as far as to say like my master role program has a, the university I went to get my master's in psychology or mental health and counseling. I took coaching courses at the master role level, but it's just a certificate. Mm. So right? what, what, what uh, when Martin said, um, when searching for coach ensure that they are members of the ICF and have designations, yeah. what's ICF? Is that, is that a well-known one? I don't know. Yeah. So there's a bunch of them and I think, I think he's right. Right. So those are agencies. There's different agencies. That's one of them that are trying to regulate and put standards in place. And so they are doing the regulatory side of coaching. Mm. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. So I agree with that. Like find, find these programs. And I'll also argue that there's other regulatory bodies that are trying to do the same thing eventually what happens in industry, this is like a study of like business and industry. Eventually what happens in industry is one group overtakes the other. Yeah. Um, gotcha. And that group becomes the regulatory body. I don't believe we're there yet in coaching. Gotcha. So you like the ICF? Great. Use the ICF. I think that's a great one. That, you know, so we're just not there yet. Gotcha. So, so I is uh, International Coaching Federation, right? Just to oh, okay. yeah. that makes is sense. Is that what that is? Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. I just want to make sure because, like, we're this is a podcast too, so they may not uh, see. They may not very good. Grace keeping us on good, our toes. Yes, keeping us on our toes. So that is the international. I'm sorry, the International Coaching Federation. And if you Google ICF, uh, you can find a bunch of information on that. So wanted to make that little. So, Go on. so I want to, I want to move us along because I know Grace was yelling at me that we've got to get through all three sections today. <laughs> so I want to make sure we do that, but I want to wrap this uh, coaching section up with this question because I think it's a great one. And a lot of people uh, probably have this one. It's like, how long should you stay with your coach? I'm not who said this over on Facebook, but I think it's a good question. How long you should stay with your coach? Um, is there, you know, I know sometimes there's packages you can buy with coaching. Sometimes it actually is for a set amount of time they say like this is going to be a you know a three months coaching platform to get you kicked off on whatever platform or whatever um but what do you say anthony how long should you stay with your coach so let me not answer that question answer the question you didn't ask yet <laughs> okay i'll come to that question a lot of the this is again i i feel like i need to preface this as this is my opinion but a lot of that you know this is this long this is this this that's actually marketing techniques, right? So those are infrastructures that they've developed to keep, get, and sustain their company, right? Does it happen in three weeks? Maybe. Can I push it into three weeks? Yeah, probably. Does it need to be? It's a marketing set. So 
that's not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. What I'm saying is, is that a lot of times that's what those programs, we develop a program. Why? Because we know that more people will buy a program than people will just buy blanket coaching. So I'd make up a program because people are going to buy a program. Yeah, I might believe in my program, but I don't necessarily need it to be set in a certain way. Um, it's just more likely people will buy those things. And so to come to your question now, how long should you keep your coach? Coaches, in my opinion, are designed to help you achieve the thing that you're attempting to achieve. And when that's no longer happening, you probably should move on. So I have a coach right now. My coach, and, and I'm not sure if we'll get into this, but my coach is specifically to help me take specific actions. He's a, he, I think he, I'm trying to think of how he does it. I think he manages a fleet of fighter jets in the Navy, right? I needed a guy that was super, super structured right now. Like that's what I needed. I needed an accountability-based coach. We're actually literally on the cusp of taking a three-month break because what we've decided is we've, we've gone to where we needed to go. There are more things that are coming up, but kind of my next three months are fairly set on what I need to accomplish. And so I'm going to recheck with him in about three months. So to answer your question, are they helping you achieve what you're trying to achieve? Coaches are in there for the business too. A good coach would offload you. Here's the, here's the issue I see with most coaches. They don't have enough work, so they need to keep you as long as possible. Or they don't have enough clients, so they need to keep you as long as possible. When a coach is offloading you, because either you're the wrong fit or because they believe you've achieved what you're trying to achieve, you have a good coach. Mm. Um, now that doesn't mean that they're always going to offload you, but if you're not accomplishing or moving towards what you're trying to move towards, it's probably time to move on. And you can do that without ruining the relationship. Right. Yeah. 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 That's, that's great. I think that's a great, a perfect uh, segue into our next section because you know what doesn't need any coaching and who gives great coaching is Ecamm. That's right, folks. They're the sponsor of our show, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam. Uh, they are what make this show possible. And they do have, I mean, I was kind of being silly, but they do have some great coaching. If you want to go yeah. over to uh, ecam.tv forward slash simple, they walk you through how to set up stuff. I mean, I really don't know of another brand that does so much stuff for their community and teaching them the platform. They do great stuff there. They also have a, a they have a, it's Crate Every Day in April they were doing. This is the last week for it. Um, they also have, if you go to ecam.tv forward slash audio, they have a whole thing about setting up your mic, how to get your Rodecaster Pro to work with it, tons of stuff. You can find out more also always at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam. All right, so uh, we got to keep moving because, man, we're already halfway through. And, and um, we'll go real quickly about this one yeah, yeah. because this one. Grace tells me this all the time. Maybe you need counseling. Um, <laughs> so... Let's talk about that. So, Grace, I know you had some yeah. questions about counseling, so go ahead. I did. So, there, you know, over the last two years, there have been a lot of friendships and communities that have, quite frankly, been devastated for many reasons. And uh, for that is, for some, that has meant, uh, you know, a profound, a profound loss of close ties, grief. But it's probably even as simple as like, hey, that group that used to meet every Wednesday night fell out of the habit and they just haven't gotten into it. And you've lost that sense of community. You've lost those those support systems. And either way, you know, whatever we're all going through, we're all having to balance our mental health along with our careers. And, you know, we've talked a lot about coaches, but coaches are not counselors. Some are Some coaches are counselors like you, Anthony, but not all coaches are counselors. And they 
probably should not be taking the place of a counselor and coaches and counselors are not exactly necessarily your friends. So how do you know when what you actually need, maybe counseling or another form of support over coaching? Because I know there's a tendency to say, you know, you're talking about these problems of like, oh, I have this problem. Um, you know, like I just need more growth in my business, but really the problem is that you're lonely and you're looking for someone to talk to. I'm not saying that this is something that I personally experienced, but it is something I personally experienced. <laughs> so the question is, like, what's the difference between a counselor and a coach? Yeah. Yeah. Like how, how do you know that what you need is a counselor instead of a coach? So I'm going to use the non, this is non uh, psychological language. And I would say the difference, this is the way that I describe to people what I do. When you come into counseling, typically you are, and, and I'll use this example, it may sound gruesome, but I'll use this example later on with masterminds too. You come in in, in bloody beating, beaten and torn up, right? And so as a counselor, part of my job is to not put the band-aids on you, but is to, to help you see where you're bleeding. Oh, I'm bleeding there. I didn't even realize I was bleeding there. And so my job as a counselor is to walk alongside you and to help you see what is already there, to, to pull on little strings. And, and if something comes out on those strings, just to slowly pull on that and you'll start to see it. So it's the revelation. Again, I say again, I don't think I said this yet. So let's <laughs> say for the first time. It depends on what therapeutic approach you're using as well, which we don't have time to get into that at all. But generally speaking, yeah. most counselors in America use a therapeutic approach that is is relational and I'm going to walk alongside you and I'm going to help you see what's already right there in front of you. Right? Yeah. Little pulls. And so all I'm doing is helping you. And so you start, you start putting the Band-Aid on. I didn't put the Band-Aid on. All I did was, was kind of pull and said, oh man, hmm, what's there? You're... You're bleeding. So you start putting the band-aids on. What a coach does, this is this is really oversimplification of both of these things. But what a coach does is the coach takes it to the next level. The coach is like, okay, you're all bandaged up. Let's start working on therapy. Let's start running. I know we said coaching and therapy, the same thing, or I mean counseling and therapy, but it's time to do therapy in the sense of we're gonna do two miles. Like today is a two mile day. I'm gonna help you do two miles. You need to do two miles. Right? And so they're they're helping you along the way. They're, you're increasing your capacities. Um, so I would, this is a great thing from uh, Ian Instagram, and, I, and yeah. this is, a, I think, uh, a good point. He says, is a counselor someone who helps you articulate what you are feeling and thinking to work out what's deep down and causing you the issues you might be feeling? Is that what a, would you say a counselor is, Anthony? Um, I can agree with that. Okay. <laughs> you didn't seem too excited about it. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, so it, it, what, what you hear in my voice, uh -huh. and so this is like me therapizing myself almost, is the fight within counseling as to what counseling is and what therapy yeah. is. Um, that's what you, that's the hesitation you hear. Um, but yes, no. So another simple way to put it is counseling is helping on the psychologically mental belief, thoughts, actions, and coaching is helping you take action towards something. Mm. Okay. Perfect. That makes a lot of sense. That's a sound bite. 
That's a sound bite. That's that's, that's it. We're gonna that's repurposing. Put a marker in it. There we go. All right, I'll see you later. Yeah, there you go. That's what we needed. You've done your job. You we got our one quote. And I mean, and I just there to your point. You said this earlier, but there's a lot of different types of counseling, a lot of different types of therapy, and one that works for one person may not work for another. So, uh, just general blanket statement. (laughs) And on this point, let's and wrap up. We'll wrap up this section because I really do want to talk a lot about masterminds. Um, The what you should look for in a counselor. So I'm assuming you need to look for not just somebody who says hangs out at a shingle that says they're like a counselor, but somebody who's a licensed professional counselor. Is that what we need to look for, Anthony? I can't say anything but yes to that, even <laughs> if I want to say something different. Because you're a counselor. <laughs> gotcha. So um, yeah. well, the answer, the, what you're looking for in a counselor, it's, there is similarities too, because counselors focus on, like I, I'll I have two primary focuses as a counselor. My two primary focuses, I do marriage and family with my wife. We work together, both of us in the same room. And then I, I personally am best with businessmen. And so that's my focus. Do I see business women? Yeah, I do. Do I see uh, 16-year-old girls and 95-year-old men? Yeah, I do. I have both of them. But my focus is businessmen because that's what I'm best at. That's not a slight to business women at all, but that's just what I'm best at and marriage couples, but specifically business marriage. So people that own their own businesses, whether the women owns it, woman owns it, or the man owns it, couples. And so I would encourage people to look at the information that you can find about these people. A good place for this is actually psychology today. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, did I say that right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think yeah. that was the right platform. <laughs> um, and, and all it is, is a, it's like a, it's not a, um, it's not a, um, man, oh my goodness, I'm having a, that's right. Um, well, they have, it's they not have a, a pretty thorough, thank you. Yeah. They it's, have a pretty thorough. What it is, is for, it's just a database of, of counselors. And not all counselors are on there. My mentor's not on there, but a lot of counselors are. So my point being, and what they do is they just write a bio, like, this is who I see. This is who I normally look at. And so that's a good place to platforms like that. Like, if, we are taught to see all people and legally are basically bound to see all types of people. So you can go to anybody, but some people are going to be better at it. Some people are going to have expertise in certain areas where others don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's awesome. So counseling, I mean, we're diving deep in. Did you ever think that we, I'm so excited we were able to do a show like this. I'm just, it's just makes me super happy. So um, our next question is actually brought to us by um, Volley. And, you know, we've been talking about it a couple of times uh, in this past couple of shows where you can actually ask your questions. We've got a community over there. You can leave video or, uh, you know, just audio or actually just a text. Uh, and you kind of interact with the community and you can actually ask questions that we can bring on the show. And so we have our friend, Mitch Dong, who um, asked a question, and you can do it yourself at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash chat. So socialmedianewslive.com forward slash chat will take you right to our volley. Uh, we would love to talk to you guys over there. I know Gary and some of uh, the other people uh, are really great uh, participants over there, but I'm going to play Mitch's question, and then uh, Anthony will be able to answer it. So here we go. Hey, Jeff and Anthony, I'm really looking forward to the show. Question for someone who's never explored masterminds, coaching, one-on-one or group coaching, um, what would you recommend people start with? And if the answer is it depends, uh, which I suspect it might be, what questions should we be asking ourselves when considering uh, what's right for us? Looking forward to it. All right, Anthony, what do you say to old Mitch? 
I say the simple answer is you start with masterminds because a mastermind is a community that's going to go with you. Um, you may switch mastermind groups throughout your life, but really what you're looking for is a community, right? A keyword or a, a um, popular word is you're looking for a tribe. And so I say you go with masterminds first and, and this is not a question that was asked there, but part of the reason that we have masterminds or the need for masterminds is because the breakdown of local relationships. If I had those relationships locally, and you can have masterminds local, but if I had those relationships locally and in the communities that I exist, I might not need masterminds. But right now we do. So mm-hmm. we need these in society right now. Um, so I would say you start with masterminds. Because in my opinion, coaching and even therapy is a process that you work through and you move on from. I'm of the understanding and belief structure that, yeah, you may move on from a mastermind group for a variety of reasons, but ultimately what you're looking for is a long lasting relationship because masterminds don't work in an hour and they don't work in a month, and they don't work in three months or six months or a year. They work over a longevity spectrum of time. Does so, that answer all this question? Yeah. So yes. full disclosure, <laughs> and one of the reasons I want to have Anthony on, he and I and Eric Fisher have been in a mastermind group for, gosh, it's over over five years. It's probably getting closer to 10 uh, on side of it. Yeah, like yeah. And, it's, and, it's probably close to eight or nine. Yeah. So we meet every uh, Monday. Um, and we only get to see each other in real life, probably what a, once or twice a year. And it's usually at a conference somewhere, but it's like the conversation continues. And, um, Anthony, I want you to, why? Cause he's a counselor. He could go and get, you know, and he is part of these amazing masterminds outside of, I'm like, so why, why do you keep coming back to Anthony, uh, to Eric and I's mastermind? What is the appeal? I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but I want to, I want to know in front of all of our friends. Um, yeah, specifically with you guys is I don't have that perspective anywhere else in my life. Hmm. Like I, I, I don't. Um, and I, and to your point, Eric, I'm in a couple. I, I'm I, Jeff, I, by I the way. You call me Eric. I'm, I, I'm, I just called you Eric. <laughs> Sorry. <You're> <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm in multiple other mastermind groups. One of the reasons I keep coming back to you guys is specifically is because I don't have your perspectives anywhere else in my life right now. I mean, mm. that's the short answer. Like I don't have that. I just don't have that perspective. That's the short answer. And there's been a development. So this is the longevity part. There's been a development of vulnerability for both of you. Like I know things about the two of you that maybe your wives don't know. Now we move towards, right? Like telling, like we move towards those things, right? Like, Hey, this is probably something you should have a conversation with her. um, But, but then you, you develop into, so maybe the second part of that, if I think a little bit deeper is there's been a develop of a relationship. So I can come to you when I have this problem or I have this issue. Right. And you'll know. You'll know, here's the, here's the thing, like, should I buy a million dollar house? Like if I asked the two of you that question, neither one of you could probably answer that. Jeff would be the only one that could probably answer it because you don't know my situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might be like, well, I've got $10 in my bank account. And I make $10 a month. Well, it probably shouldn't. You don't know all the details of my life. <laughs> so you can't really give me advice on that. Someone that I spend a lot of time with that has, I've disclosed those things to 
can give me helpful advice and you guys have that ability because you know more about me. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think the reason that, you know, and one of the things is, is uh, we're we're talking about how to find a mastermind group, which is, I think a lot of people struggle with. Ours started with, you know, we went to, I think it was podcast San Diego and we were all podcasters at the time and we talked about it and then we started and we started meeting and then we were part of another group and we decided let's do our own and we moved to that and then we just continue. And then uh, if you got my e- email newsletter this week, I actually have a picture of us. We, we like went to Disney world together to galaxy's edge and hung out. And um, you know, so there's the friendship has developed and like, if something happens, like if something happened in Anthony's life, you know, we talk about it and, you know, pray for each other or whatever and, and, and build each other up. And I think, the other thing that really is important with the mastermind, it's what you said that you can't find it locally. And for me and Anthony, oh. I've talked about this a lot. We all had growth mindsets. Like we want to do things. We have these dreams and we want to grow. And a lot of times around me in my local community, they work at a big uh, Eastman chemical company. They go to meetings and they get their 401k and that's all they want. And that's fine, but that's not what I wanted. And I had to yeah. find, and I was really struggling until I found the people who had that growth mindset around me. And I think that is super important is finding those people who can spur you on towards that. Am I just making stuff up out of the air? Or is, or is that true? No, no. So you're, you, you bring a, so there is, I, I recently moved from a very rural community to a not so rural community, a metropolitan area. Um, and in the rural community, I thought, Hey, here's a business person over here who's got a couple of businesses. Let me like connect with them. They still didn't have the, the growth developmental mindset. And so I couldn't find that locally. So I, I know I talk about you can have it locally, but you have to really be looking for people that have, and you had the right word, right? The growth mindset. If they don't have that, it's, it's very hard to see. It's very hard to connect with those people because it's hard to sh- share your vulnerabilities of, Hey, I'm going to, do this thing. I want to try this thing over here and have them not just squash it. It might be the dumbest idea you've ever said, (laughs) and they might squash it, but you can take their advice because what they've done is they've, I liken it to a formation of uh, the therapeutic relationship, right? They, they're able to hold you and tell you the honest truth Uh because there's no, there's no, this is why a coach is great. This is also why masterminds are great. This is why therapists can be great not necessarily why therapists are great um, is because I can tell you the truth and I don't, I don't have any masterminds is more this way. I don't have any intention here. Mm-hmm. My intention is for you to be the best. Even if I'm paying to be a part of mastermind, a mastermind group, I'm telling you the truth because I want to tell you the truth. Like, right. I don't have, a, I'm not, you're not part of my board. You're not my employee. You're not a business associate as far as like, I make money because you do certain things the way you do them. You're not a spouse. What's my motivation? Right. My motivation is for you to succeed. That's it. Like right. I don't have any other motivation. And, and I think it was because, um, you know, the, the, the whole thing of like, I couldn't, nobody here knows what they don't even, they say, I think I go and play on Facebook all day. I'm like, that's not. I need my people to talk to because they understand me. I mean, even I think Jody doesn't, my wife doesn't understand what I do, which that has been the whole focus of our marriage. And we probably need to talk to you, Anthony, but anyway, Grace, you had a question. I know. <laughs> I know what you do, Jeff. It's, right. it's fine. Grace, it's fine. Nice. 
Yeah, everyone just thinks we're internet famous, which is fine. So Ian has this question, it's, and he says, the, and I'm going to combine all of the questions we have here for you. So the problem with masterminds is it's really difficult to find a really good one. And I think I know what he means, because there isn't necessarily a psychologytoday.com database of masterminds. And so the question is, is how do you find people or a mastermind that are as committed as you might be or serious as you might be, or like you're talking about this growth mindset that share the same mindset that you want to emulate, incorporate, you want to share in. And, you know, it's hard to find, I think it's, there's this sense that it is hard to find this. You can't just Google mastermind and be like, oh, here's a good one, you know, or here, let me recommend this. Because a lot of the masterminds that I know about are like, okay, these three guys or these five guys or these, you know, group of women, they meet together and it's kind of like, well, we're set. And so where do you find yours? Well, if you can't find one, you start one. Yeah. Um, which is not the answer actually that I prefer for people. Um, the mastermind industry, right? So we get the word, at least the prim primarily we get the word from Napoleon Hill, right? This concept of bringing together um, a variety of experts to share and give opinions from different directions, right? That's what we're trying to do with a mastermind. And so it's, it's, we were talking about coaching still kind of working through the process of licensing certification. And it's, you know, it, it may have a hundred years on it, but it's still working on developing what it looks like in, in, in its infancy. Um, same thing with masterminds. They're still in their infancy as far as mm -hmm. application. And I see them only growing because of, again, the breakdown of, of community. And I'm not, I'm not, this is not, that's not a political statement, I don't think, but there's no. a breakdown of community. Some of that has to do with even this, even technology. Like I know COVID was, some people were like, this is amazing. I can stay in my house and I can meet all these people online. And I would say, yeah, that's great. Then uh, I can stay at home and I can put all these masks on and I don't actually have to be a real person. Mm. Yeah. And so that breakdown, we are yearning, I say as a society, but I'll go as far as to say as a world for connection and for genuine connection. And so that happens in vulnerability. And the problem with vulnerability is as soon as I'm vulnerable, somebody's going to stab me in the back. And so we mm -hmm. need to find, I'm not answering your question actually, as I think about no. this, we need to find the people that won't stab us in the back when I show them my little wound or when I show them my vulnerability or when I show them my mm -hmm. inconsistency. Right. Um, so to, to, as far as mastermind groups go, kind of, uh, if you're not going to start your own, let's not start there. Let's go with the other side. Let's say there's already ones that are established. Mm -hmm. If they're established mastermind groups, you need to be looking for them because to be honest with you, a lot of them are not advertised. When I found yeah. my mastermind group, I actually heard it on a podcast. I reached out to the expert because I had reached out to some other experts. I call them experts because, you know, maybe they were internet famous, uh, maybe they're podcast famous and there was no space for me. And so I just kept looking and kept asking because I knew I wanted that Napoleon Hill concept of a mastermind. And so you just keep asking, keep looking. And if that's not going to work, then you start your own, you start your mm -hmm. own group. Um, I am a fan of paid groups. I yes. believe the psychology of money is a huge contributor to paid groups. So 
I'm also a fan of a facilitator personally. Mm. So you might get together a group of friends and hire a facilitator. And what does that mean? All that means is, and actually the best person to be a facilitator is in my, this is my opinion, is someone that's has psychological training because what the, all they're going to do is sit back and listen and pull people in that need to be pulled in. Like I had a mastermind group and I had an 80 year old and I had a 20 year old. Most people are like, Oh my goodness, that's horrible. That's, that's a problem. I know it was fantastic because most of the people <laughs> were in the middle. We're in yeah. that middle age group from like 30 to 50. And we, I would literally stop the call sometimes and say, Hey, you, Mr. 80 year old, what is your opinion on that subject? Mm-hmm. And he would give it. And then I'd say, Hey, 20 year old, yours will be different. You don't even have to tell me it's different. Tell me exactly what your opinion on it is. And it was phenomenal because mm-hmm. of that variance. And so I'm a fan of facilitators and facilitators are not leaders. They're just facilitators. All they're doing is bringing together and pulling in the information that needs to be pulled. It's kind of like counselors, right? I'm pulling that string a little bit, but when I pull that string, now there's five, six, seven, ten other people in the group to comment on that, that and give their opinion from their perspective. And I think psychology of money, right? We have some cost bias. So if I'm paying to be a part of this, I'm going to be part of it and it works. So if the three of us were in a master room, I would say, grace, I'm paying to be part of this. You need to show up. Like <laughs> I'm paying for your advice. Yeah. Or, or Jeff, you know, same thing, right? So there's, there's, I'm paying for this. And so I just, I believe in the psychology of money. So I think it's important. Jeff and I, I mean, I'll pull disclosure, Jeff and I and Eric, we don't have a financial um, agreement and, and we've made it work, but I am a yeah. fan of, of the financial side because of what money does to motivations. So right. on, on that point, let's say you do start a free mastermind because there's a the great question that I'm, I'm going to jump ahead, Grace, to your question because we're running yeah. out of time. Um, but what do you do um, when people in the mastermind aren't as committed as you? And we had this, kick out. You know, we've done this, kick them out or leave and start your own. Right. Yeah. If you're going to start a mastermind group and, and I don't care if it's paid or not paid, you should have some standards. You need to have rules. Mike, if somebody wants to start a group, reach out to me. I'll absolutely give you what I think the standards and rules should be. You need to show up. You need to be a part of this. You need to be committed. You need to give us the hour. Like you need, if it's virtual, you need to have your face on screen as much as possible because I'm trying to build a relationship with you and I'm going to build a better relationship if you're on screen. You need to show Mm -hmm. up. You need to come prepared, right? If it's your turn to be, depending on how the structure of the group is, because there's multiple different ways to structure a mastermind group. If the group structure is you're going to be a person in the middle, you're going to be the person that's going to disclose this week. We expect you to be prepared because I'm giving my time to give you my advice. And so simple is have that understanding up front so that you can remove those people or you say, this isn't working for me. I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. You guys have a, you know, some, so I think Grace, one of your frustrations you were kind of talking before the show becomes, <laughs> yeah. becomes it morphs from a mastermind group into a social club. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of, especially people that are business growth mindset, we're not looking for a social club. I might come yeah. some week and say, guys, or, or however the group is structured, I'm having this problem with my kid. I really need help. Well, you're going to help me because we have a relationship, but right. we're not a social club. Right. So determining on what your st- this topic we're not going to get to because we'll have a couple of minutes is what is the structure of a mastermind group? 
Yeah. So on that point, let's this last question from my friend Mia Voss. Thanks, Mia, for chiming mm-hmm. in today. She goes, do you think the facilitator role should rotate within the mastermind group? Because you talked about having a good facilitator. So a fil- a f- you can still rotate and still have a facilitator, right? Is that is that maybe? Yeah. So I run some groups where I am the paid facilitator, right? Yeah. I get paid to be a facilitator, but the group members actually rotate facilitation because that's actually a strength. And so the, one of the ways that I do this or that's done with me is you're facilitating this week. So it means you're running the group. I am there to help you learn that skill set, right? So maybe later on on the call, say, hey, you could have tried it this way. That might have worked better. Or I can even private text message and say, hey, don't forget about this. Maybe make it this way. Again, just my suggestions. So you're learning a skill set, but also you're sitting in a quote unquote seat of leadership in the group. And that helps as well. So I'm, I'm a fan of rotating, but some people are, do not have the capacity yet. And so they need to learn that capacity. Once they learn that capacity, absolutely rotate. Um, I think it's helpful to have a quote unquote leader. Yeah. Um, right. Of the group to, to hold the glues together as they fall apart. So and I have a one- professional, there's a professional, there are professional facilitators as well. I've done this training through a junior league here in, in, in the County I live in. And there are actual professional facilitators and there, and, and, in the training I did, it was about someone who wasn't part of the process. They kind of were like, uh, this is a weird term, but like they birthed the process, right? It was like a midwife or a surrogate where they were like, you were doing all the work, but they were there just to support you and help you. So there are also people that are professional facilitators and that's what they do. Yeah. So Anthony, do you have a couple minutes if we scroll along? Yeah, because a lot of times he'll just leave. You know, he has to. He has a hard cut off at our mastermind. So I, I needed to ask. I, I do not have a hard okay. cut off today. Good, because I mean, so we're having some ch- some great conversation in the chat, and I think this is is we've kind of struck a nerve. And I think I would just just one more uh, kind of question or comment. So Ian brings up this point. Um, oh, uh, this this is the one I wanted. Sorry, wrong one. Uh, he says about, it's about money. Arguably, it's at the start of your business journey. It's when you need a mastermind or a coach the most. And that's when money can be tough. And then he goes on to say, when I first started my business years ago, I had zero money. A coach would have been a game changer, but it just wasn't an option. So what do you tell these people who are desperate for a mastermind or and coaching and, and some help, what we've been talking about? And, you know, I totally give credit for where I'm at in my business from our mastermind that we have and the other ones that I've done. Uh, so I know it's super important and people want that. What do you tell people like, I just don't, I, I, this, this, they're wanting to make, they're charging like a thousand dollars a month. I know it's a great mastermind, but there's no way I can pay for that. What do you tell people who say money is an, an, an issue? So there's two different things there. You have the coaching side and you have the, in the coach and the mastermind side. Mm-hmm. So from a therapeutic standpoint, one of the things we do is we do not see people for free. I don't care if you're on food stamps and the government's paying you everything. We don't see you for free because I go back to the psychology of money and say, if you bring me $5, my wife used to work for um, a government agency for um, like DCFS so the child protective services and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They would still make them pay $5. I think that was the lowest. Maybe there was even a $2 charge. Right. And so when it comes to coaching, I'd say the same thing. Yeah. You might not be able to hire I'm trying to think of a super high coach. For some reason, the only thing I can come in my head right now is like John Maxwell. I don't even know if he coaches. Right. Um, but like some, you know, hey, it's, you know, I'm, I'm $5,000 a month. Yeah, you can't hire that person, 
but you might be able to find somebody that doesn't even know that they have the capacity to be a coach and hire them. Hmm. Like, I, I don't know enough about Grace, about your uh, everything you do. I know some of the stuff you do, but I might be able to go to Grace and be like, Grace, I'm, I'm this person. I appreciate you, all this stuff. I, I want to hire you to do this. And so I'm developing a relationship. And then again, I might be able to pay her, but I might be able to say, I can do this for you. This is what I'm looking for. Right. So I'll give you, a, this is not quite an answer to this question, but a little bit. Currently, I told you about my fighter pilot coach that I have right now. He was not coaching. What happened was I went to a seminar and he spoke. I went up to him afterwards and I said, I want to hire you as my coach. He said, I'm not really doing coaching. I said, great. I want to hire you as my coach. This is what I want to do with you and this is how much I'm going to pay you. I'm paying him like probably an eighth of what he deserves because he didn't even know that he could have been a good coach, but he was a perfect coach for me because he has and does what I needed. So I, I don't want to say I develop his coaching practice for him, but like, that's what he's doing. Not because Anthony did something, but because he has the skill set that I needed. So look for the skill set and people that you know, that either are offering coaching or aren't. And even at that low level, learn how to budget for it. $5. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was talking $5. Like I had somebody the other day who said this, we're working in, in our mastermind with people that um, might lose a huge contract or might lose their financial income. And we're saying, what do we do with those people? They've been in our groups for so long. What do we do with them? And so we have a benevolence fund and we were working through that. And one of the other uh, facilitators or leadership people I was working with said, hey, I was in that spot. You guys know I was in the spot. I didn't have any money. I'm going to argue that if you don't make it a priority, then it's not a priority. Then you don't need it. You can sell the baseball hat that you have on your head for $2 on Instagram or, or Etsy. Right. I don't care. And bring me the $2. It's not about me getting the money or whoever getting the money. It's about you placing value on it. And you place value on it, you're going to do it. So now come to the mastermind side. That's where you probably start your own group. Gotcha. Right? Uh -huh. You start to find people. Like I got in the group with you guys, Jeff, and I was the outsider. I'm trying to think of everybody who's in that group. Yeah. I was for sure the outsider. At that point, my show had like two or three episodes. All of you guys were like podcast geniuses. See, I would argue I that you didn't know what you're talking about because I, I was less, you had more followers than I did. I was nothing. No, I didn't. Yeah, I did. I'm guaranteeing. I had nobody. I just started Manly Picture Ships. I guarantee you. See, that's the thing. You guys were the experts. And so we got together and I was this outside guy who just happened to be in the right spot and ask the questions going back to way at the beginning of our call, solve the problem. Experts have problems too. People you want to be around have problems too. And if you can solve their problems, they're going to, they're mentally will put you in a place in their brain and they'll come back to you. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, we are at the end of our time, but I'm going to throw an audible out here. So I, it, this is a, a, a seems like it'd be a sub subject that a lot of people, it's touching a, a big nerve with people. People are struggling to find a mastermind. I'm going to offer that, uh, you know, you DM me if you are interested in starting a mastermind, maybe Anthony and I could work on something together where we can partner together. This, this is not planned. I'm just throwing this out. So he could say no right here live on air, but maybe helping you guys facilitate that, even if it's for a short amount of time or whatever, because I really believe in the power of masterminds and how they've changed my life. So if you're interested in that, you know, shoot me a DM. You know, Go what ahead. would be really interesting is, you know, we have this volley group. Maybe we could set up a group that's just like 
mastermind speed dating. Like you just say what you're looking for and go do that. Yeah. So I'm open to anything. I know Anthony is uh, as well. So let me pull up the um, here, uh, the volley, uh, socialmedianewslive.com yep. forward slash chat. But as we end the show, because this has been a great show today, thank you guys for all your questions. Um, uh, hopefully we p- provided a lot of value. I know I got a lot out of it. Um, but Anthony, where can we find out more about all things Anthony Witt? So my platform is built on relationships. It's not built on social media. It's not a matter of fact, I've kind of abandoned everything you guys are doing. <laughs> uh, what right. I mean by that I is like- I'm, I'm built on relationships. And so mm-hmm. anthonywood.com, our, you know, our counseling agency is woodhouse.com. Um, my contact information is there. Yeah, I've got another cell phone that you're not going to get, but... <laughs> You can contact it. me and it, this, yeah, this stuff comes directly to me or to, to one of the people that I use um, because my, my business, which we didn't really talk about, which is totally fine, is built on relationships of business owners. So reach out to me at those spots. Awesome. Where can we find all things amazing Grace Duffy? You can find me here every week with Jeff. Except That's when right. I'm not, which I actually right. won't be here next week. What yeah. are you doing next week? What What's your show about next week? We're talking yes. all about, uh, we're having uh, so Pinterest uh, Tailwind uh, is coming on, talking all about some okay. trends that they have seen in social media, not just Pinterest, but they do a lot of stuff on Instagram as well. So it's going to be a really great show because they got a lot of cool data. So we'll be talking all about that. But I want to give a big shout out to all of our friends, Dustin Stout, Gary Stockton, uh, Yvonne was on here. Ian Anderson Gray asked some great questions. DJ Strick, it's good to see you there. He says, yes, I need to find a group uh dj uh hit us up we'll uh, see what we can help out with um, because it really does make a huge difference so thank you guys so much for um joining us today you can always find us on uh facebook linkedin youtube amazon live our next show is friday april 22nd 11 a.m eastern 10 a.m central thank you so much anthony thank you guys for watching we will see you guys next time bye everybody social media news live